0: Hello, and welcome to the Nemours Culture and Talent Development Podcast. This is a new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, focused on helping leaders and associates connect to one another, connect to our organization, and really think about when it comes to finding meaning and value at work, how we can harness all of the different culture and talent perspectives uh, that we have at the organization. My name is Allison Craft. I have the privilege of serving as the Director of Culture and Talent Development for Nemours Children's Health. And by way of introduction, academically, I am an industrial and organizational psychologist, which is just a fancy way of saying I'm a person who tries to bring the science of psychology connected with the art of human connection so that we can find meaning and value at work. And I am joined today by my fantastic colleague, Jared Narlock. And Jared, I'll allow you to introduce yourself.
1: Thanks, Allison. And I'm Jared Narlock. I'm the Strategic Culture and Talent Program Manager with Nemours. And my background has been a focus mainly on organizational leadership development, truly a passion of mine, really, as you mentioned, Allison, connecting and working with people in various ways and have had the opportunity from an academic standpoint, as well as uh, from a consulting standpoint, to really do that work for about 20 years now. And uh, so thankful to be here with you today.
0: So this is our first podcast, Jared. And I think you know, when we thought about how we could help create that sense of connection, not only to the organization, between colleagues, between leader to associate. We really felt like instead of having something scripted, that we would take this more from a conversational perspective, because in real life, we don't follow a script. We just have to talk through things and connect from a relationship perspective. But I do know that a lot of what we've been focused on at Nemours Children's Health, but also healthcare in general, is this idea of retention. Recognizing that, you know, healthcare is a 24 seven, 365 industry where we do really meaningful and valuable work. But we also know that healthcare is difficult and retention is something that people struggle with. And so that was really going to be thematically what we explore over the next couple of podcasts is how we can bring that art of human connection, values driven work into the conversation, which will manifest in several different ways. But. I know when we were talking that you initially brought this idea that we really need to focus on the concept that retention is really just about building relationships. Could you sort of talk through what what you meant when you were alluding to that?
1: Yeah. And I know as you mentioned, this is something that we talk about all the time. So it's not something that we said, oh, let's, you know, plan out specifically, but it's a normal part of conversation as it should be. And when it comes to retention, it truly is about how we create relationships and a lot of components of What we do in the workplace, what we talk about, whether it be development or engagement, go hand in hand with retention and building that relationship. And one of the pieces that comes to mind for me, which really hits home with this of the difference. And this is kind of the extreme opposite. I remember years ago with a different healthcare organization, a leader saying, Jared, I just got back some feedback around engagement and my results, my comments, and I'm trying to figure it out because It wasn't really great. And so I had a meeting with this person early in the morning. I'm there, I'm in her office. I didn't know her that well. And we're sitting there in front of the computer and we're having a conversation about the information that she had received and going through it. And there's a knock on the door and she said, Come in. And it was one of her team members. And this team member said, Hey, I don't know if you saw my text. I really need to connect with you today. And the leader said, you know, I'm really busy. I'm with Jared right now, so I can't talk, but I haven't seen the text yet. Once I do, you know, I'll try to follow up. And the associate, you could tell, had a a look of concern on, on their face and said, okay, I really need to talk with you. And they closed the door. And as they closed the door, I'm watching this leader listen. And you can hear the footsteps as the person's walking away. And she looked at me and she said, Oh, I did read her text and I do not want to talk with her about it. And I'm going to do everything I can to avoid her. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And so it correlated with the results that this person was seeing from engagement. And as I talked more and more with this leader, what I could see was relationship was not a focus. This person was in a role and even spoke about it of saying, hey, I like the title, but I don't like all the people stuff versus the really great leaders that I've worked with, that I've partnered with, are individuals that they look at it and regardless of that title, it's about the relationship with the people that they're working with. And they have these great retention numbers, not because you know, they went through a checklist, which yes, there are certain things that you can do. It's not just, okay, where do I start and it needs to be a relationship, but how I go about it, but it is at the heart of it, that true relationship and retention. And when I have stayed somewhere for an extended time, just like I've been at Nemours now for three years and I'm not planning on going anywhere anytime soon, it's because of the relationship that I have with you, that I have with my team members and that deep connection and purpose. And that's made through significant moments. And it's also made through everyday interactions. And so that's where that concept comes from. Of When we look at at retention, we can talk all day about turnover numbers and we can talk all day about What's out there trending, and some of those key buzzwords, uh, left like stay interviews and and pieces that can help, but it's the everyday time over time retention pieces that go into that connection to purpose and that relationship
0: what really resonates with what you're talking about, and I, I sort of look in the mirror myself and laugh at myself a little bit as I think about this because as a leader, I think. And and you've said this before to me that leadership can be a lonely place. So give yourself grace. But it's interesting because when you think about a leader's span of responsibility and you think about knowing that associate, you know, may have an issue and your your mind immediately goes to all these complex resolutions that you as a leader feel like you have to fix it. I think most of the time leaders are looking for like this magical, like I need to problem solve that there has to be a checklist for this. Is there a flow sheet? Oftentimes I actually don't think our associates need us to solve the problem for them, but it's really more of a a partnership. And so how do we as leaders take that step back and say, this really is about coming together and being open and thinking through things together instead of just pure resolution. Now, there of course will be sometimes when you need to problem solve for it. But I think the important takeaway I have is that, you know, even the art of listening, even if that leader couldn't have solved that issue, You've built enough trust to where on a bad day when something's not going well, because that associate has trust in their leader, they're willing to deal with the bad day because we're all going to have bad days. And so I think that's what's so critical to me from a, a retention is about relationships perspective is that it helps build that emotional bank account, if you will, that that trust account so that we can really think about on the day to day, we're not going to be able to wave that magic wand, but we can connect and, um, we know that for most associates, the most direct connection they have to an organization is not the brands. It's not the, you know, person at the top is the CEO. It's the leader that they see day in and day out. And that's why the relationship piece, even though it can feel warm and fluffy, is absolutely so critical in terms of retention.
1: Yeah, so true. I actually was just talking with a group the other day, it was a group of leaders. We were talking about this, this retention and the focus on relationship. And I was sharing with them the relationship that I have with you and with the team and some of the previous relationships with leaders. One of the best experiences that I had with a, a leader was a chief of human resources. I mentioned her a lot. Her name is Mo, and I know I've mentioned her to you, Allison. And you mentioned that word listening and the, the bank account. And her and I, it was a true relationship. There were times where we, we rumbled. There were times where You know, I was upset and I said, Mo, I don't agree with this. And she allowed that to happen. That's a a big piece in any relationship. There is those deposits and withdrawals. And I always look at that saying, "Okay, in this relationship, whether it's in the workplace or in any relationship, am I constantly making withdrawals or am I also being mindful of deposits? And if I'm making more withdrawals than deposits, there's probably a, a problem in that as I want to make a lot more deposits. And those are those, those moments that I step into, like you mentioned, that I'm listening. And as people do that, that's a big thing for me. When I reach out to someone, I know if I have a relationship with them, they know if it's important, I'm going to be clear with that and say, hey, I really need to talk right now. And when they're able to say, okay, let's figure out some time to make that happen, that's important to me. Versus you know, if, if there's uh, something going on and, and they're unable to meet, there's where you mentioned that grace comes in. And I'm not thinking, Oh my goodness. You know, I can't believe they did that. No, there's, there's grace because they're there when I need them to be there and they know what that's like because they've listened. We've developed that relationship. We've taken that time and that's important. And so as I was talking with these leaders about that retention as relationship and that focus, one leader said, you know, that's so true. I've been here for quite a number of years. I've gotten offers from different places. And when I take stock, I think about the work that I'm doing, it's purposeful and meaningful. Yes, it could be purposeful and meaningful in other places. And is it important to me? Yes, it's important to me. But the one thing that I'm not willing to take a chance on is the fact that I have a really good relationship with my leader and my fellow team members. And I don't know if I'm going to get that somewhere else. And that's not worth taking that chance. That's not worth a, a, a few more you know, pennies then actually continuing to maintain and and keep that relationship. And so that right there was a testament to that word retention and the connection to relationship for me. But it's not something we always think about. But here, this person actually said, yeah, I have a process. I do take stock in it. And I knew exactly what they meant because I do that at times. And usually I'm looking inward and saying, am I making deposits that I want to make? And how can I change that?
0: You know, as I'm reflecting on the conversation, I think philosophically, most people probably this idea that, yes, the relationship piece, the building trust piece, the emotional bank account piece makes a lot of sense. But then I think about individuals like me who are a little bit introverted. Maybe, uh, you know, connecting is a little bit harder for people. And so let's shift a little bit to think about tactically what can that look like. And I think for me, when I think about building a relationship, particularly in the context of the work setting, I try to think about it in three things. How do I create a sense of purpose? How do I create a sense of belonging? And how do I create a sense of future? And for me, that can take place in a myriad of different ways, right? When I think about a performance management discussion, how can I make sure that that sense of purpose is there, that we're having a conversation and I can say, you know, Jared, what really energizes you about the work that you're doing right now? So as we're mapping out the year of what that could strategically look like for your work, I now know what brings you energy and passion. So it's creating that that sense of purpose. That sense of belonging is that we're having that conversation. I'm listening. But before that, I asked how your your kid was, right? I asked how your wife was. We have showcased that we have that relationship. And in that sense of future, right? When we think about retention, it should never be through the lens or this idea that I want this person to be in this spot for the next five to 10 years. When we think about retention, it should be, I want this person to be at Nemours for the next 10 years. And so having that conversation, building and layering onto this idea of what energizes you in the workplace, right? What are you passionate about? What are you excited about? And then creating goals or conversations that can lead to this idea that maybe in five years that you have my job because I'm doing something differently. As an example, you can't have it. No just kidding. <laughs> but But I think for me, right, when people think this idea of relationships as this squishy, unattainable thing, or how do I do it? It's really about in every day, how do you infuse a little bit of the functional side, making sure people understand their expectations. They know what they need to be doing every day to do their best work, that you have met the emotional needs that they have. You know, what do they need from you as a leader? Is it just that art of listening? Is it I need you to be my mentor in this moment? Is it that I need to feel connected with you? So yes, it's very important to me that you know, when my birthday is or how my kid is doing, or, Hey, I just got back from vacation. Why don't you know, you ask me about that? And then really this idea that we can constantly be thinking about how do we evolve? How do we make sure that every goal, every conversation that we have is that future focus so that they're continuing, right? To connect with this idea that. I, I'm going to stay here because I do have a future. It's not going to be Groundhog's Day where I'm doing the same thing day in and day out every single day. Unless that's something they want to do. So I'd I be curious from your side, like what are some of those things that if people are like, okay, understand the relationship thing, but it's hard for me to do that. It's not my natural state. What are some practical things that you might want someone to think about incorporating into their daily work as a leader?
1: You know, as I heard you and and listened to you talk about that, the, the phrase real talk comes to mind. That's the other piece, whether introvert, extrovert, you're a type of communicator, being real in that moment. People see that, they connect with that. You mentioned those real life examples. I mean, recently we were talking and I told you that my son started working on driving for the first time and he was nervous about it. And quite frankly, I forgot that I shared it with you. And the next time that we talked, you said, hey, how's your son's driving going? And I remember sitting there thinking, wait, did I tell her that? And then realizing, well, I must have. And how much that meant that, you know, that tells me right there, you're listening and you're listening with intent. And it's not just, oh, I know that Jared wants to have some small talk at the beginning about family things outside of work because that's important to him, but more so you saying that's important to me too, because that is important to him. One of the biggest things that I would say is a focus in that real talk is remembering it's a partnership as well. And so it's a partnership in that relationship that I'm willing to share that. And it may look different from person to person. And that as a leader, you're willing to step into that. And one of the tactics that I always tell people is a game changer is rounding, being deliberate and rounding. And sometimes people say, oh, that's you know, that piece that is a check the box and it truly is a check the box if you're not coming at it from that real talk relationship partnership approach. But if you're sincere about it, so this is the difference between that leader that I mentioned at the beginning who said to the actual associate of hers, I'm going to be rounding later and, and hopefully I'll be able to connect with you. And then she told me she had no point. She was going to try to avoid it. But even in that, I could see it was transactional. I will connect with you to talk about this. And this can happen whether you're on site in person with someone or you're remote. You can still set up five to 10 minutes a day. And and actually 10 minutes is is usually kind of long, but five minutes of rounding with each person. And you mentioned the word purpose. And there's where I say the focus is rounding with purpose and not to say, I need to get these things from someone, but I need to connect. And today that may look like, finding out, you know, how was your weekend, Allison, and what happened that was important to you? And then the very last question I may ask is, is there anything I can help with? And there's where the relationship comes in and that partnership for me to say, okay, is there something, is there a barrier? But like you mentioned before, if you're asking those questions and a great resource is a a more beautiful question by Warren Berger, it's a, a wonderful book on asking those powerful questions, But I know that you're going to ask that question if you're rounding consistently to be able to say, oh, that's right. I can ask Allison when she rounds about this. But it's twofold because it's not just about the the work, the tactical piece, but it's also about the, the relationship. So taking time to do that and getting to know your people. I remember having two team members that one, they very much wanted me to ask about how their day, week, month had been and go into that. The other one, wanted to go straight into the work and that was important to them. And then when we were done, I would ask about, you know, their family, those pieces if we had time. And that was important in also knowing how I flexed for that relationship. So rounding being one of them. And then the other piece that I always like to bring up is the the check-in or the one-to-one process. And making sure that we're deliberate in those two pieces. Rounding, that's a short daily every other day Even if I have a lot of direct reports, building that into my standard routine, my standard process that I'm going to touch point with each person because that's a deposit in our relationship. And then the check-in, the one-to-one, that is less frequent, but it's more meaningful as far as time frame. We're spending an extended time with that person. And it goes back to what you mentioned in talking about performance management. And with the check-ins, so often, this is where I see leaders make a learned behavior mistake because they've saw someone else do it is everything is around their agenda. I need to talk to you, Allison, about this and boom, 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 versus letting the associate, much like you do, Allison, letting the associate bring their agenda forward. What's meaningful? What's purposeful for them? And you as a leader getting to find out what do they see as important? Is that different than what I saw was important? And how do I incorporate that? How do I take note of that? But most of the time, what I've seen happen, both in leadership roles that I've been in or partnering with different leaders, is when that person's bringing forward what's important to them, it still connects to what you need to talk to them about. And so you're able to build that relationship out of that and grow from that. And so those check-ins and those one-to-one roundings being so vital and growing that relationship through those pieces and the consistency in that. And then with the check-ins, having that set time and uh, diving into those. And one last piece I'll say is I know I've I've went on about this, but you can tell I'm passionate about it, is what you said about not someone staying in that current role the way that it looks like. And this was something I always encourage leaders is to regularly talk with their team members from three points. And this is something I, I asked my employees in the past, fellow associates to share with me is when you're thinking, when you start thinking about going somewhere else, come and let me know. Because it may be that they wanted something that's currently not in their role, but it's on the horizon. And so we can talk about that. Or just as you said, it may be something that's not on our team, but it's in the organization. And I get to be an advocate for them and help them get there. And part of that retention is staying in the organization. And then very rarely has this happened, but it does happen. It's not within the organization and it's elsewhere and helping them get there. But I've seen this happen where in helping them get there, they remember that. And they remember that relationship. That relationship continues. And I've seen where they've come back to the organization in a different role. And they went out and they were invested in it. And they brought that investment back to us in a different way because that relationship was maintained.
0: A lot of really good ideas to unpack there. There's, there's two threads that I want to pull on. So I heard a lot of key points that I, I hope that everyone hears one. Is is the real talk in the partnership, whether that's taking place through the context of a future development conversation, whether it's that check-in or uh, whether it's that, that standardized rounding. And, you know, rounding doesn't always have to be, to your point, Jared, a 20-minute conversation. It can be done walking the hallways. If that's the time that you have, walk the hallways and ask those one to two questions. It doesn't have to be as big of a lift as I think most people assume it has to be. Because, again, it is about real talk. And so that's the, the thread I want to pull out a little bit is that oftentimes we go into these relationships or we go into these conversations with the real talk that we assume we would want, right? We have our own biases in the conversation. It is okay. And everyone should ask the question very bluntly, what does a good leadership associate relationship look like to you? What does good communication look like to you? What do you need from me, right? How? What do you want me to ask you about? Because you're right, there are some associates who may not want to share a lot about their personal life in the context of work. And that's okay, but we can't make the assumption. So I think the real talk is also recognizing that even though there's a hierarchy, we're both just people, right? And we're both people who need to connect and have that real talk and ask the conversation. It reminds me so much of when I've done, you know, some marriage counseling and things like that on the side is I'm like, just ask the question. It's the same thing when we're talking about direct reports. What does it look like to you? And that's where the flexibility comes in from. I'm not just making the assumption of what you would want because it could be very different. Love that idea. So I think one of the things that I really heard that we could probably spend an entire podcast on is that conversation about that future development piece and how we can really, you know, have a conversation, not only about hopefully retaining at the organization, but too, I think sometimes. For me, at least, I'm still like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And how do we partner and explore that together? I often ask people, I say, don't ask what the next role is. Ask yourself, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be remembered for? And then work backwards uh, in having that conversation. Not only does that build the relationship, it showcases that you're invested in exploring that. And I'm not looking at you just as my strategic program manager. I'm looking at you as Jared. And I want to help you be successful. And that, that's just a really beautiful, easy way to connect on a deeper level from a, a leadership associate perspective. Well, Jared, I wanted to thank you so much for joining me on our very first Namur's culture and talent development podcast. We talked about a lot of different topics today from a leadership perspective, but all rooted in this idea of how we look at it as a relationship. So as we do subsequent podcasts, we'll go deeper into things that we talked about today from. What does a good check-in look like? How do we have that real talk conversation while still maintaining a professional working relationship? How do we increase our skills at active listening? Because that sounds easy, but it's really hard. How do we have those really candid, open, intentional future development conversations? And I look forward to continuing the conversation with you next time as we continue to talk about leadership is a relationship. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Nemours Culture and Talent Development Podcast. We appreciate listening and we look forward to our next episode.